my friends, and welcome to All The Things TV with me, Tiffany Jo Baker, where our heart is to help you grip God's grace, use your gifts, and get your goals, even in your mess and mission. Join us now for this episode of season two of the podcast, where we talk about different areas that we may be on the struggle bus, so you can struggle less and succeed more and do all the things you've been called and created to do. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to All The Things TV with Tiffany Jo Baker. Today, we're going to be tackling the struggle with my thought life. Now, maybe you have been ruminating on something a teacher said when you were young, or maybe you're a a glasses half empty type of girl, or maybe mentally you're, you're your own worst critic. I looked up and found out that the, let me see, the National Science Foundation says that on average, a person thinks 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And of those thoughts, 80% are found to be negative and 95% are repetitious. Y'all, that's a lot of thoughts to be thinking. And if they're negative and repetitious, we need help with our thought life. And so today I brought on um, Sarah Geringer, she's a podcaster, an author. She wrote the book, let me get it right, Transforming Your Thought Life, Christian Meditation and Focus, as well as a teen version. And so today she's going to help us tackle the struggle with our thought life. And I'm so excited about this. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to be here, Tiffany. Thank you. Absolutely. It seemed like um, it took a while for us to get this going, but time flies at the same time. And so I know God's timing is perfect. And I know that the people that need to get this message will be listening and will get it in their hands. So before we kind of tackle our thought life, it's kind of a heavy topic. um, I often like to introduce my guests by what those around them closest to them might say about them. So those closest in Sarah's family, her husband would say that she's his total opposite. Her kids might say that she's old school. Love that. (laughs) Her clients might say that she's knowledgeable. Her friends would say that she's dedicated and loyal. And Sarah would say that she's half Martha and half Harry. I love that. So old school. (laughs) What type of old, old school are we talking? We're talking, I listen to CDs every day. I write checks. Yes. And I if I go on prayer walks, there's no service where I'm at. <laughs> yes. So some of it is by choice. Some of it, I can't help it because I live out in the country. And oh my goodness. this is what country people do. <laughs> they do. Oh my goodness. I love yeah. that so much that you listen to CDs. I love that. I yeah. still bring my Bible to church. So that's that's old school in a lot of people's minds instead of instead of it being on the phone to actually bring. Yeah. And another life. thing I do, uh, this is kind of a memory challenge because I want to live to 100 years. Mm-hmm. So I dial phone numbers. I do not look them up on my phone. I try to remember them and actually dial them. Oh, my word. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good <laughs> for your brain. Can I can I um, confess? <laughs> I do not know my children's phone numbers. <laughs> Had I, if I would not have my phone, I wouldn't know how to call them. I know yeah. my husband's and he knows theirs, but that's amazing. Okay. Challenge yeah. accepted. You have to. <laughs> I mean, it's, you can do it. You can I do can it. do it. Okay. I can learn two, two phone numbers. I'll start there. Right. There I'll you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's kind of 
jump right into the struggle with our thought life because I know you you there has to be a reason why you wrote these books and why God has spoke to you on this topic and so how did you get to this place to where you're like oh I think I'm gonna write a book about this well I am really open about this I talk about this all the time that I spent five years in therapy uh, for all of my issues basically connected to being an adult child of divorce. That's what one of my podcasts is all about. Mm -hmm. And when I was in therapy, uh, I think I started realizing as I talked with my counselor that the problems were existing in my thoughts and I'm an Enneagram one. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the, that's the Martha side of me. Mm -hmm. The Mary side is the Enneagram nine wing, Mm -hmm. but ones can really ruminate on things and we can be, we have the highest um, level of inner critic of any of the types. Mm. And so we're really bad about being hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. about things that we did or didn't do. Um, And I had to take control of that. Mm. And my counselor encouraged me to address it there. And so because I had learned, uh, I was in Bible study fellowship at the same time. So that's a a really intense and wonderful Bible study group Hmm. internationally. And so I was applying those concepts that I was learning Hmm. in BSF and taking control of my thoughts by replacing the negative thoughts with scripture. Hmm. So that's really how it started. Wow. Okay. I love a good counselor story. (laughs) I think they're so powerful and so needed. Um, So I love that. Thank you for sharing about that. So as we're talking about thought life, why are thoughts even important to deal with? Why are they so powerful? You know, our actions start, start with thoughts first. So we we really don't take an action. Most of us don't unless we're, we're thinking about it. I'm not talking about when a tornado comes through and your adrenaline kicks in and you just run to the basement. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about 99.9% of all of our other activities that aren't knee-jerk reactions. We have control over our actions if we take control of our thoughts. And how many of us wouldn't like more control over the things that we think, the things that we say, the things that we do. And it's also important because if if Satan can defeat us in our thought lives, then he's won the battle already before we even take an action. So it's really important for us to start studying what we're thinking about, become more self-aware Mm-hmm. And then we can address those problems that are are just living in our thoughts every day. Mm. Something that I pray for my family and, and one of the de- declarations that I've written out is that we would each have the mind of Christ. Right. And if the Bible yeah. talks about having the mind of Christ, that's something that we all need. And that's not something that comes biologically, (laughs) that's something that comes spiritually through spiritual disciplines and through um, our choices, just like you are saying. Yeah. Yeah. So do you find like in, in your study, and I read somewhere that you read a hundred books a year. Is this true? Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like how long does it take you to read a book? 
I'm really fast. You I'm are. about 70 pages an hour. So oh. it takes me about two and a half hours to read like a trade paperback. Um, but yeah, like I just finished reading a 600 page novel that took quite a longer time, but still, yeah, I'm really fast. I read four or five at a time. Oh, um, but yeah, if you're going to be, if you have any, if any of you are writers that are listening, you need to be reading maybe not as many as I do, but try to do like one a week because it really feeds, it really feeds your work in a beautiful way. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. such a gift. You have a mental gift to be able to remember people's phone numbers and read 70 pages an hour. That's a gift. All right. So what are some reasons, you know, the statistics say that 80% of our thoughts are negative. What are some reasons that we struggle with negative thoughts and things like that? Well, I just think that's just part of the fall uh, from, from Eden. Uh, I don't, think that was a problem before sin entered the world. And so we're really at war with ourselves, mm -hmm. our own sinful nature, because the Bible tells us we're born sinful, not good. Uh, that's just not the way that it works. So we're going to choose sin uh, if it's left up to us. We're also at war with Satan, who mm -hmm. wants to use anything he can get yeah. to uh, drag us down. And then a lot of us are at war with what others have said. So you mentioned maybe a teacher said something yeah. awful to you, a, a classmate, a family member, mm -hmm. and those kind of words stick and yeah. they can be become part of your identity really. And if you don't address them, mm -hmm. they're going to be uh, hooked in you. Mm -hmm. And yet the hope is that as you, study scripture, meditate on it and apply it. That's where you can receive the healing for those. Mm. Kinds of things. Mm. Okay. So how do we do that? How do we retrain and gain victory over our thought life so that our thoughts are actually working for us instead of working against us? So the word of God is truth. It's truth for all time, for all people. And so if you can find verses that apply to your specific problem area mm. and in those times when you're triggered or when you're tempted, you use that verse to claim the truth yeah. and then fight back against Satan's lies. He's always going to tell us a lie instead of the truth or he'll twist the truth mm. into a lie. If we can fight back in that moment, then we can have the power that God gives us through his word. We're inviting the Holy Spirit to empower us in that moment. And it's it's one of the Holy Spirit's roles mm. to bring scripture to mind mm. and then enable us to use it in our spiritual battles. Mm. But we have to do that work. We have yeah. to do the work of sitting down, reading God's word, mm -hmm. repeating it, mulling on it yeah, so that it gets into our memory so that when we're triggered, we know what to do. And we're not just depending on our own uh, will mm -hmm. because we're, we're just 
we're going to fall back into our sinful nature. Every one of us does that. I do that myself. Mm -hmm. But when we invite God into the process, then we can have that power to start overcoming in that problem area. Can you give us some maybe simple ways that we can get the scripture in us? Sure. So like I just talked about this on my podcast. I'll, I'll use a real practical example. So preparing for the holidays, um, going into these situations where you're meeting with family members or friends that, and there's just going to be some difficult people. I don't know anybody who's not dealing with a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. So one of the verses that I like to meditate on before I go and even during is uh, Psalm 141 verse three. Mm -hmm. And it says, set a guard at my lips. And that's just part of the verse, but that's, see, it just came out. I'm not looking at it when I'm, yeah. when I'm telling you this. And so when I am tempted to say something, mm. that's where I want to start in my thought life. Right. Yeah. And I can just pray in that moment. Nobody knows I'm even praying. Right. Yeah. And when I'm tempted to lash out or say something snarky or sarcastic, those are all tearing down. They're not building up. Mm -hmm. Then I can bring that verse back to mind set a guard at my lips and make it into a prayer even yeah. and say, Holy spirit, be my, be the guard at my lips right now. And even declare it. Like you were talking about with affirmations and declarations, you can say, I'm not going to slip up today because mm -hmm. God is guarding my mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trusting him. In fact, Lord, I'm claiming that promise that you are going to set a guard at my lips. I don't have to do this alone. Mm -hmm. I can, invite you into this process. But it all starts with having that verse ready yeah. and memorizing it and meditating on it and, and thinking about part of meditation is thinking about how you're going to apply it. Who do you need to apply this with? You need to think about that most difficult person that you're uh -huh. facing and say, I want to change this relationship. Maybe that person is not even invested in changing their racist remarks or their critical remarks or whatever things trigger you. Right. Yeah. But you can set a guard at your mouth with God's help. And that's, that's just a process of thinking through how am I going to apply God's word? I'm not just going to let it sit on a shelf. Right. I want it to make a difference in my life and I want it to change the way I think that the mm. way I act, the way that my relationships go. And it really does have the power to do that if you're willing to take a few minutes to engage with it so that it's a tool in your arsenal. I love that. So powerful. If, imagine if everybody comes to a boardroom, a breakfast table, or a Sunday school classroom, having meditated on set a guard on my lips. <laughs> Our world would change everything. Would change in an instant, like, and that's Good. so. It's simple, mm -hmm. but not always easy. And so, right. like, you keep reiterating, like, we have to do the work. Um, I was just listening to a podcast, and it was talking about when trauma happens. What comes out of us is what's already been there, right? Trauma squeezes out what's in there. And so when we are able to have the word, you know, hidden in our heart, like the word says, I have hidden your word in my heart that it might not sin against you. 
you know, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Like when that stuff is in us, that's what can come out, but we have to do the work. And it can be as simple as putting a post-it note on your mirror while you're getting ready that says, set a guard on my mouth. Right. Make it your screensaver on your phone. Good idea. So that it's right there that you need a little reminder or I have bought bracelets or things that are yeah. right on, you know, sometimes it just has a single word mm. of the verse and I can look at it and nobody yes. knows that I'm yes. doing it. It's just my accountability factor in that moment. And it makes a huge difference. Huge. Oh my goodness. Sarah, yeah. thank you so, so much. If people want to get your book, find out more about you and your podcast, what's the best place for them to find you? You can go to sarahgeringer.com. Just one more quick comment. Yeah, in both please. Of those, in both of those books, they're broken into thought life problems. So the chapters are about different thought life problems like anxiety, uh, regret, guilt, impurity, all those things. So there's verses in there to deal with those problems, but also the antidotes. So for like the anxiety chapter, there's verses on fighting anxiety, but also choosing peace. So Whatever side of the battle that you're on, you can find those verses in those chapters to equip you in those problem areas. Oh my goodness. So powerful. What a great resource. Y'all, please check this out. What a great gift to give your teens. There's a teen version um, to give college graduates, to give your women, do a women's Bible study with. This is just like basic, universal. We all need this. We all need this. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. I just really have enjoyed our conversation today. Me too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, y'all, thank you for joining us. And we hope that this has helped you to struggle less and succeed more and do all the things that God has called and created you to do with the grace and the gifts that he's given you. We'll see y'all next time. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today on All The Things TV video podcasts. If you enjoyed our time together and are taking away a nugget that has inspired your soul and success, would you share this episode with a loved one who could use it too? And if you haven't already, take a moment to rate and review the podcast and help me spread soul care and dream care. Until next time, I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, a three-time surrogate and strategizer who loves to help you birth your God-given dreams. Now go do all the things you've been called and created to do with the grace and gifts God has given you.